Chad and Jay Mansbridge here, lead pastors of Bayside Church International, based here on the south coast of South Australia. Our great passion as a church is to help people to know Jesus and to demonstrate His love, truth and life in everything that we do. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Welcome. I can't believe this is the last Sunday of the year. Isn't that incredible? Who thinks this year's gone fast? Who thinks it's gone slow? Okay, a couple in between. All right, that's fine. Uh, we want to say welcome to those who are joining us on live stream as well. Let's all give them a round of applause. Whether you're part of our church family or you're a guest watching us from anywhere in the world, which is a very cool thing about live streaming, is that anyone can join us. We just want to bless you and hope that you have a great Christmas and an excellent 2022. Hey? Cool. I just want to do a little poll. How is everyone going with their Christmas shopping? Finished? Okay. This is a situation... Yes, so Christmas is this Saturday. This is a situation where I was prepared in some ways, but not quite as prepared as maybe I should be. You see, I put the Christmas tree up in October, um, but I haven't done my Christmas shopping. <laughs> so pray for us. We're getting the kids looked after, and Caleb and I are going to do an hour of power. Um, and we're believing we're in and out within an hour. We, we do like to be quite minimalist, so we're only grabbing a few things. Um, but yeah, if you see us there, don't talk to us. I really want to really get in and out. <laughs> I love you, but shush. <laughs> oh, anyway, which um, made me think of another time when um, I thought I was prepared, but not quite as prepared as what I should have been. You ever had those situations where you think you're going to be okay, but then... Life happens. You see, in school, I was one of those uh, kids that liked English. Okay, I liked the words. I liked talking. Um, probably I liked talking most, and then English came down here, and everything else was below that. But um, I liked words. I liked spelling. I liked proper pronunciation and grammar. There and there. Okay, people, there's a difference. Um, but what I didn't like so much was maths. Okay, so I could do my basic maths. I knew how to do all my long stuff. I knew how to work out some percentages and fractions and whatnot. But once it got to stuff where it started to include the alphabet in with the numbers, I thought, I am literally never going to use this for the rest of my life. Why would I bother? I know the basics. And so I quit maths as soon as I could, which was at the end of year 10. And I went with all the subjects that I liked better thinking that I would never need maths again because I'm going to do something that involves English. Now, who can tell me what you think my first job out of school was? Yeah, I was, I was working at a bank. <clears throat> I got a job at a bank, so I was dealing with numbers and maths all day, every day. Now, luckily, they have things called calculators, um, and I hardly ever shortchanged anyone. Um, but it was a great... Um, great thing to do because I got to talk to people all day. So I got a job in uh, the biggest branch in South Australia on King William Street. I was a little 18-year-old girl from the country working in the city every day. Okay, so Rundle Mall was a pretty special spot where I could spend all my new money. But anyway, I digress. Um, one of the things, sorry, just, just back in those days. Um, <laughs> 
one of the things that I got to be able to do after I was telling for a little while, I, became, I oversaw the business banking and the foreign currency. And I love the foreign currency because I hadn't yet travelled. So to me, seeing all the notes and the coins and talking to people about their trip was like my little experience out in the world that I hadn't yet done. And so I love to get the notes, all notes from around the world are different sizes, they're different shapes, they're different colours, they have different leaders on the front and the back, whoever's overseeing that country. And so I absolutely loved it. So my job was to sell people their foreign currency. They'd come and see me when they were going on a world trip and we'd talk about where they were going and I would say, I think you probably need this much, this is what you do. Never been overseas before, but I'll tell you what you should do. And... Um, <laughs> And so I would sell them their foreign currency. So people would come to me, they would um, give me their Australian dollars and I would sell them things like Canadian dollars, South African rand, Thai baht, US dollars, euro, anything they wanted and I loved it. But what was going on here was there was a transaction happening, wasn't there? People would give me their Australian, I would give them their foreign currency. And God's been reminding me a lot lately the last couple of months about different transactions that we can do with him, similar to doing at the bank. God has spiritual transactions that we can make with him. And one of them that he's specifically been speaking to me about is the topic of rest. Rest. Rest is a spiritual transaction that we can make with God. This Christmas season, I want to encourage you, obviously it's a full schedule jam-packed time, but it can also be a time of great rest where God pours into you and you can be refreshed and ready going into next year. People like the sound of that? That'd be good. <clears throat> I don't know about you. I think the maker of the universe has a pretty big stamina considering he created the world in six days. But what did he do on the seventh day? He stopped. He paused. He rested. I don't think he needed it. I think he's such a good, kind and loving father that he led by example. Yeah. He wanted to show us how important it would be for us, created in his image, that we need to stop, we need to pause and we need to rest. Now, I'm not going to focus on the Sabbath today. I think that's another awesome topic for another day. But I am talking about resting. We can have intentional rest this Christmas period. One of my favourite scriptures is in Matthew 11 verse 28 and it's coming up on the screen here come to me all of you who are tired and have heavy loads and I will give you great rest if you've got your bible just underline the bit where it says I will I will I will give you great rest accept my teachings and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in spirit and you will another one you will everyone say you will you will it's not maybe it's you will find rest for your lives See, I love this story because it came to me at a really difficult time in my life. So I was 22 and I had something called adrenal fatigue, which is super lame when you're at that age. We just got married, we'd built a house, I had no kids, so you know, I can stay up past nine o'clock at night. <laughs> um, and all I wanted to do was just to enjoy our life. I had a great job, um, I was really happy, obviously, like the sotted young bride. Um, but my adrenal glands just did not want to play ball. They weren't producing enough serotonin and melatonin to get me through the day and I was severely, severely fatigued so fatigued that I had to finish up my job, I had to go on all these supplements and vitamins and yeah, it was a big, big journey to get back to full health. And during this time, I was obviously feeling pretty gutted 
because, you know, I'm 22. Who gets this at 22? Um, I want to be whole. I want to be healthy. I want to love my family and the people around me and do what God's called me to do. And at that time, uh, there was a psychologist called Dr. Ray Andrews, who some of you may have heard of, and he's an awesome little Irish guy. And I can't do his accent. accent. I did try it. Oh, it was terrible. So anyway, but what he said to me, because I thought, oh, I'll whip out an accent for you guys. No. Um, what he said to me, he's like, Brooke, you need to, in this journey of physical healing, you need to be going to God for your emotional healing as well, for your spiritual renewal. And so he gave me this scripture, which I kind of had read before, but it didn't didn't stick as deep as what it does when it's your own personal story. So... I love that. Matthew eleven twenty eight. God actually wants us to come to him. Did you know that? At the beginning of that verse, it says, come to me. Come to me. There's an invitation there. Jesus doesn't stand there and say, you have to have it all together. You have to do A, B, and C. He just stands there and says, come to me. All of you who are tired and weary, I will give you rest. There's a transaction that goes on. When we come to God, he gives us rest. Another well-known scripture um, and a common favorite is in Isaiah 40, verse 31. And it says, But the people who trust the Lord will become strong again. The people who trust the Lord will become strong again. Now, I've always focused on the second part of this scripture, which then goes on to say, They'll rise up in wings of eagles, they'll walk and not grow weary. But I want to focus on the first bit here because we're talking about making transactions with God and at the moment we're talking about rest, okay? Everyone say rest. 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 Oh, you guys just look so cute behind your masks. <laughs> I can just see them like popping around like this. <laughs> we're talking about rest. We make a transaction with God. God's saying, if you trust in me, I'll give you new strength. Once again, another example of a transaction. If you trust in me, I will give you new strength. So basically, God's standing there, arms wide and open, saying, come to me. He's also saying, trust me, which means that we've got a choice. We can either choose to trust God, choose to be renewed, choose to be filled with new strength, okay? Or we can go on the other side, we can choose not to. I don't know about you, but I want to be someone that is filled with new strength from God daily because I need it, amen, with three boys. And um, during this Christmas period... God wants to fill you up. He's standing there, arms open wide, saying, come to me. And it's saying, trust me, I'll give you new strength. There's a transaction going on there. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. Let's have a look at what rest is. So, rest. Three things that rest does for us. Number one, it renews. It renews. Renews in the dictionary means to make effective for an additional period to restore or replenish. It's pretty cool to make effective for an additional period to restore or replenish. Many people associate rest with sleeping, and I have to admit that is my favourite type of rest. Amen. <laughs> sleeping, naps, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm at the stage of my life where a few times a week I'll get a couch nap for half an hour when Sully's sleeping and the boys are playing Lego. I just need that little shut-eye. And you know that period of sleep where you're not quite asleep but you're not awake your eyes are heavy your body's relaxed you're breathing slow and you're kind of in that in-between zone yeah yeah because when if you do have a really big sleep sometimes you wake up worse um happens sometimes i've heard (laughs) 
Um, so I love rest. And it was actually during this time, God actually speaks to me a lot when I take physical rest. It's really interesting because I knew I was going to be sharing with you guys. So I'd just been considering, I mean, we're finishing up our good news topic and it's the week before Christmas. There's so many angles we could take here. I was so excited and full of all these ideas. But it was during this time when I was just on the couch and I was in that deep kind of relaxed state just, you know, almost zedding, but not. And I felt God speak to me about the word rest and just open up all these scriptures and just really speaking into my life about things that he wants me to grow in next year, about trusting him, making that transaction and receiving that God rest because he's got good rest for us. Um, So that's where I got it for you. So let's break it down. Rest is not actually all about sleeping. There are four different types of rest. The first type is sensory rest. This refers to the state of giving our senses a rest from the experiences of the physical world. For example, closing your eyes for one to two minutes after sitting in front of a computer for long hours. Sensory rest. We are in a world that is bombarded with lots and lots of things going on. I mean, we've got phones in our pockets, we've got computers on our desks, we have TVs on the wall, we've got radios, we've got advertisements. You go into a shop, your senses are overloaded with smells and people saying, come here, and noises, and you know, all of a sudden you're hungry for like some kind of chocolate bar that you weren't before because you've seen it and now you want it because your senses are exploding. It's a busy time. It's really important for us to find those places where we can just slow down, we can relax, we can shut off these outside distractions so our bodies aren't so wired, okay? Because we're in a physical body, we need to look after this. Shut off those outside distractions and to find the place of rest where they're not, they're not the ones speaking to us. And Jesus often, if you've read any of the Bible, he did this outside. He liked to go outside, he liked to go on the water, he liked to go for walks, to be in a garden. It's important to take sensory rest. It's also important to take mental rest, This involves stopping the mind from thinking by creating space between one thought to the other without overlapping them. In other words, it's looking at being a gatekeeper of your thoughts, right? It's looking at guarding your thoughts. It's looking at making sure that your thoughts aren't going haywire and helping your body to, you know, get all anxious and like crazy. It's stopping, assessing, being the guardian of your thoughts and taking stock of them. God also tells us to renew our mind. I think someone spoke about this a few months ago. Maybe you can look up the message. Um, But it's important for us to renew our mind as well in this. Um, Similar to mental rest is emotional rest. This type of rest is often confused with mental rest, but they are different. Emotional rest refers to the state of looking after yourself, denying yourself from being overwhelmed with the feelings of others and creating a space for balance. It's important for us to have emotional boundaries, isn't it? It's important for us not to get overwhelmed with other people's problems. We want to help them. We want to love them. We want to encourage. We want to play. Pray for them. We don't want to be overwhelmed with them. We need to have good boundaries. And just on that, we don't want to be overwhelmed with bad news in the world, you know, because that's quite prominent these days, isn't it? We need to have emotional boundaries, so you need to assess and look what you're taking on emotionally so you can give yourself good emotional rest. Last but not least is physical rest. This type of rest involves relaxation of the whole body. And it's also important, just a side note, know how much sleep that you need to have. For some people it's nine hours, for some people it's six. I'm somewhere in the higher, (laughs) maybe in the double figures sometimes. (laughs) It's important for us to look after our physical bodies. Can I have a show of hands who thinks they can do all four really well? Okay. (laughs) 
You can see just how difficult this could be in our fast-paced world to achieve these kinds of resting states. Our phones are always grabbing for our attention. Our mental to-do list is often really long. And this period of Christmas is great, right? But it can be full of projects wrapping up. The kids are out of school. We're seeing more family. We're doing shopping. We're doing cooking. It can become a crazy time, can't it? So the good news is God wants to bring rest in the midst of this season which is pretty cool. He does. He wants to bring rest in the midst of this season. You don't have to finish out this year haggard and tired. You don't. So can we establish for a moment that many of the people here, they've asked Jesus to come into their hearts. So you've made a transaction with God. Your sins for his gift of eternal life, which amazing. It is amazing. If you haven't done that, if you're someone that this sounds all new to you, I just want to encourage you, whether you're watching online or here in this room, you can ask Jesus to enter your heart any time. He's there. He's waiting. He has his arms open and he takes your sins. He nailed them to the cross and he's ready to accept you anytime. So you don't need, you don't need anything special to do that. You can do, you can do that in your bedroom. You can do that here. You can do that anywhere. But if you have any questions, obviously you can give us um, a contact and we'd be happy to help you through that. But the people that are here who have accepted Jesus into their hearts, we've made that transaction with him. So we're no longer of this world, we're of Christ. Is that right? We're of Christ. We don't then have to live like the world. We're citizens of heaven, but we live here. So we need to do some things differently, don't we? Because the world, I don't know, it has some funny ways of doing things, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to be influenced by that because the world says for us to hustle, to hustle, to hustle. God says for us to rest. The world says for us to put yourself first. God says to put other people first. The world says to overthink everything and stress. God says to renew your mind and give it to me. The world says to be obsessed with money. God says give and be blessed. God has a different way of doing things and I believe he has a different way of us doing rest considering we're his kids, we've invited him, we've made that transaction and we do not need to continue to live like the world. Even in Ephesians 4.17, I was reading this morning, don't continue to live like those who don't believe. Full stop. That's the point. (laughs) All right, the first thing rest does is it renews. The second thing is it redirects us. Rest redirects us. That means to direct again, to change the direction or focus of. Now, can I just get you to cast your mind back to the last time you had a really nice holiday? You're relaxed. I mean, it might be a while ago. I'm not talking about overseas, okay? I don't want you to all get really sad about that. The last time you had a nice holiday or perhaps it was a weekend where you're really able to wind down and relax... Um, You did the things that you wanted to do. For some of us, we like crazy holidays where we're like jumping around and out of planes and that kind of thing. For some people, we're sitting on the beach having a drink, reading a book. Am I right? Yes. So you relaxed how you relaxed, okay? When you got back from that holiday or when you've had that beautiful weekend where you really got to wind down, can you have a think about what type of thoughts you were thinking? Were they good thoughts? They were, weren't they? Because you're relaxed, you've rested. They're good thoughts because you've allowed your body to wind down. I bet that you felt more positive. I bet that you were thinking excited things for your week. 
Perhaps this was even the time when the Holy Spirit spoke to you about a certain area to go in your life, someone to speak to, something to do, a new project, something to wrap up. It's when God can give us redirections when we're well rested, isn't it? Once again, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. God wants to give us good rest. He wants us to be positioned to receive this. He wants us to come to him. When we rest, we put ourselves in a position to receive better from God because things have slowed down. We've looked at all the sensory stuff. We've quieted our mind. We're not taking on other people's emotional burdens. Our bodies are well rested. We're ready. We're positioned to receive, to get rest and redirection from him. The pathways are clear. Our mind isn't distracted and our beings are now poised to hear from heaven. Who wants to hear from heaven next year? Or today or tomorrow? (laughs) Anytime. The hustle mentality that I mentioned earlier, the hustle, the go, the always on the go, the guilt for stopping and slowing down, this robs us from our true rest. That's not how God wants us to live at all. There's a great story in Mark chapter 6 that I think that you're going to like. Mark chapter 6. It's going to come up on the screen as well. Now, um, the disciples had just been away on a ministry trip, so they were buzzing and excited, wanted to talk to Jesus. Jesus' cousin John had just been beheaded, so Jesus was going through some big fields, let's just say, and is out there in the middle um, on the, by, the, by the lake. And let's have a read what it says. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him about all the things they had done and taught. I should just read my Bible rather than looking at that, shouldn't I? Um, All they had done and taught. Crowds of people were coming and going so that Jesus and his followers did not even have time to eat. He said to them, come away by yourselves and we will go to a lonely place to get some rest. Come away by yourselves, we'll go to a lonely place to get some rest. If you can just imagine yourself there for a minute. Imagine that you're there on the edge of a lake. There's mountains along the horizon. There's people there pushing, excited, happy to see Jesus. They're calling out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's a lot of people, a lot of people into the thousands. Okay, There's people that are excited. They're reaching out to him. There's also people that have needs that are reaching out to him. Perhaps some blind people there. They've heard about this guy, Jesus, that can do, do healings and miracles. Perhaps there were people there that were lame. They were reaching out, trying to get to Jesus. And Jesus knew his own limits. He knew that he needed to get away and have some rest. He stopped. He said to his disciples, let's go out in the water for a little bit. Let's have some rest. Despite his to-do list, he stopped. Who finds it hard to stop when you've got things on your mind that you want to get done? Yeah, especially this time of year. I mean, you've got to clean those cobwebs in the back corners, for goodness sake, before all the rallies come over. Jesus knew his limits. He knew that in his earthly body, he needed to have strong boundaries to enforce. Otherwise, everything else pushes in around you and dictates your rest. And he wanted to be refreshed and fueled on from God. And what did he do after that? He travelled across the lake. They obviously had a little bit of a time in the boat together, but then he went on to perform the miracle of the fish and the loaves. Good news is, you're in control of your schedule as well. Oh, come on. 
Yeah, news for you. I feel like some people here have forgotten what it's like to take control of their day. Because days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, and before you know it, we're at the end of 2021 embarking on a new year. It's important for us to look at our schedule, to take control of our day, despite the to-do list, despite the things pushing up against us. I mean, Jesus did it for crying out loud. So if Jesus did it, how much more permission do we have? You know? Take control of your schedule. I'm giving you permission to do that. (sighs) There's a very cool story. I'm sure most of you know. Mary and Joseph had to travel. So Mary was heavily pregnant and she had to travel um, to Bethlehem because they needed to do the census. And when they got to Bethlehem, there there was no room anywhere because the city was just heaving with people, wasn't it? Heaving with people. So as you know, Joseph went knocking on the door. Sorry, no room. Sorry, no room. So they ended up going around out the back, probably to some open air, exposed to the elements type situation. Maybe it was a shanty. We don't know, but there were animals there. There were feed troughs there. So there would have been animal poop there. I can tell you, I've got animals. They poop a lot. It wasn't clean, it wasn't sanitary, but there she gave birth to our Lord Jesus Saviour who we're here remembering this coming week. And after the shepherds had come and visited, after the wise men had followed the star, come and visited, do you know what Joseph was doing? He was having a sleep because everyone knows when you have newborns you need to get as much sleep as you can. He was having a sleep. But in this sleep... God came and spoke to him and redirected him. He said, do not go back the way you've came. Go back via Egypt because Herod is after all the baby boys and I will then tell you what you need to do. God redirected Joseph when, it was, when he was having a rest, when he was relaxed. God can speak to you anytime, in the day, in the night, anytime. So God renew, rest renews us, rest redirects us, Good rest, I've got good news. Rest helps us to remember things that are important. Rest helps us to remember because we've slowed down, we've paused, we've stopped, we're reflecting, we're remembering. Caleb and I just had our 12th wedding anniversary last month, right? (laughs) And we went out for tea without the kids, We were able to slow down our schedule. We talked, we laughed. We remembered the day that we got married because it was 38 degrees for an outdoor wedding. So you can't forget that anytime soon. Uh, We remembered our vows. We remembered how young we were. We talked about the years that we'd been married and we just connected. Resting and pausing is a significant time for us to remember what's important in life. Why do you think we're celebrating Christmas? It's time for us to remember about Jesus, the birth of Jesus. Why do you think we celebrate Easter? Easter is a time for us to pause and remember how Jesus died for us. I mean, this is why we have birthdays. This is why we have anniversaries. It's important and significant, and resting allows us time to remember the weight, to remember the excitement of it, to remember the reason behind why we do these things. This Christmas period, remember... We're in this world. We're not of this world. God wants to give us godly rest. Okay? This is something that other people who don't know God don't have access to. This is something to be excited about. We trust God. 
God gives us rest. He's standing there, arms wide, arms open, saying, come to me, come to me. And we all have areas in our heart that we need to hand over to God, don't we? I mean, I can't tell you what yours is. You can't tell me what mine is. It's between us and God. So I encourage you this Christmas season, as we wrap up the good news, this amazing term we've had, this is a good season, amen? This Christmas season, go to God. Commit to doing something different, perhaps, if you haven't been feeling rested in these areas. God wants to refresh you. He wants to um, re-anoint you. He wants to pour into you for next year, because I do believe 2022 is going to be an amazing year for all of us. It's going to be great. I do honestly believe that. And so I am praying for you because we're making that transaction with God, right? I'm praying for you that this year, this Christmas season, you feel well well rested, that you go into next year, whatever you're doing, whether you're watching online, believing for a great 2022 for you. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do in your life. So, yeah, okay? Awesome. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed today's message. Remember to check us out at baysidechurch.org.au. And of course, if you're ever in the area, please pop in and say good day.